Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, the show where we talk about one Mishnah from Pirkei Avos per podcast with sagely commentary and practical advice and lessons woven in. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're finishing up Season 2. We're on the last three Mishnahs, the last three paragraphs of the whole Pirkei Avos here in Season 2 using Pirkei Avos Treasury. We are in 6-9 Vav Tet. Reminder, after the last three Mishnahs, we're going to take a summer hiatus, God willing, and come back with the beginning of the school year, early September with Season 3, with the Yad Avraham, God willing. So look out for that. Now let's finish up the last three, starting with 6-9. Amar Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma, the importance of Torah over money. Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma said, Pam achas hayisi One time I was walking on the road, Fagabi Adam Achad, and one man, a certain man, greeted me. Venasali Shalom, I returned his greeting. Vehazarati Shalom, he greeted me, and I returned his greeting. Amar Ali, he said to me, Rabbi Me'ezan Makom Atta, from what place are you? Amar Tilo, I said to him, Me'ir Gedol. He said to me, where are you from? And I said, I am from a great city of scholars and sages. Amarli, he said to me, Rabbi, would you be willing to live with us, Rabbi, in our place? I would give you thousands upon thousands of golden dinars, precious stones and pearls. Amartilo, I said back to him, I said back to him, even if you were to give me all the silver, and gold, precious stones and pearls in the entire world, I would dwell nowhere but in a place of Torah. The Chaim Kasev is safer to Hilma Yedid David Melech Yisrael. And so it is written in the book of Psalms by David, king of Israel. I prefer the Torah of your mouth above thousands in gold and silver. Not only that, when a person departs from this world, neither silver nor gold nor precious stones nor pearls escort him, but only Torah study and good deeds. As it says, when you walk, it shall guide you. When you lie down, it shall guard you. And when you awake, it shall speak on your behalf. When you walk, it shall guide you in this world. When you lie down, it shall guard you in the grave. After 120 years for all of us, God willing, and when you awake, it shall speak on your behalf in the world to come. The Omar, and it says, and it says, Mine is the silver and mine is the gold, says Hashem, Master of Legions. I always find, interestingly, when it comes to the Talmud and Mishnah, I always find it the most interesting when there's a story. I find it very relatable and very easy to relate to stories, and I find that we learn a lot from stories, very easy to understand 
not understand stories, but to, to see the story where it comes from and, and the people involved. And that's why Agada is so interesting in the Gemara. Different stories, different people hearing how they lived and what happened, where they're walking around. That's what we can learn from. So here we have a, a straight-up story. A guy walking on the road was offered all this money. He said, I'm only going to live where there's Torah. We have to live where there's Torah, not live where there's the best Real estate, not live where there's the best prices, but where you have the best community, where you have good shuls and good schools and good people around you and a lot of Torah around you. So this Rabbi Yossi ben Kismo was a third generation Tana, one of the leaders of his generation. He taught Torah in Caesarea, Israel. His, literal, his literary legacy is small and few details of his life remain with us. During the Bar Kachva revolt, which occurred in Rabbi Yossi's later years, he was among the pacifists who felt that Rome was too powerful to revolt against. His warning to Rav Hanani ben Trajan to cease teaching Torah public fell on deaf ears, C33, Rabbi Hananya. Rabbi Yossi predicted many of the terrible tragedies that befell the Jewish people after his death. Many of his pithy mixums are famous. Two are better than three. Two legs in one's youth are better than two old legs plus a cane in one's old age. From Shabbos or woe to one who goes away and does not return. So once I was walking here, Rabbi Yossi Ben Kissin relates a story to highlight the importance of living in an environment conducive to spiritual growth. Furthermore, it is taught in contrast to the last b'risa, which taught the positive value of wealth, among other virtues. Rabbi Yossi teaches that while wealth is desirable, one should never forfeit Torah in pursuit of wealth. And that comes from Tiferes Yisrael. When a certain man met me, he does not say, I met a certain man, rather a certain man met me. Until the moment the man greeted him, Rav Yossi had not noticed him. Had Rav Yossi noticed him, he would have been the first to offer greetings. We talked about this before, be the first to always greet others. He greeted me and I returned the greeting. Rav Yossi tells us this so that there be no misunderstanding on the part of those who heard his tale. The other person was amicable. It was not a personal dislike that caused Rav Yossi to refuse the offer. Rather, it was the primacy of Torah. That comes from Teferis Yisrael. Where are you from? The man addressed him as rabbi, either because he observed him learning Torah and assumed he was a rabbi, or due to his distinctive rabbinic garb. See Pesachim and Baba Metziah. And I am from a great city of scholars and sages, he said. According to Medrash Shmuel, Rav Yossi confirmed the man's perception that he was a scholar. Tiferes Yisrael understands the answer as a rejoinder to the man's attempted indictment. Since I come from a great city of scholars, none of whom is very wealthy, they cannot provide for my needs, so I am in search of a livelihood. The term Chachamim denotes Talmudic knowledge, while Sofer means scriptural experts. He said to me, Rabbi, would you be willing to live with us? I'll give you thousands upon thousands of dinars, stone, stones, and pearls. The man invited Rabbi Yossi to serve as the rabbi of his town. All the honor he lacked in his great city he would receive in the man's town. That comes from Divrei Shaul. Furthermore, he would not have to worry about a living. The man himself would provide Rabbi Yossi's needs so that Rabbi Yossi would not have to debase himself to ask for his salary that comes from Medjish Even if you were to give me all this stuff in the world, I would only live where there's Torah. This is based on the dictum of Rabbi Naharai in 4.18, that one should exile himself to a place of study of Torah and not rely on self-study. Thus, a scholarly environment is integral to real Torah living. That comes from Tiferes Yisrael. And what counts? Often cities seek a new rabbi based on the prestige of his rabbinic position he last occupied. When Rav Yossi answered that it comes from a great city of scholars and sages, the man thought he had the right candidate. Rav Yossi replied, since the major qualification in your eyes is the size of my last position, rather than my scholarly standing, you are unable to assess Torah scholarship, which is the true qualification of a rabbi. Apparently, you do not live in a place of Torah, and money can't buy it. Why did not Rav Yossi ben Kisun simply take the fortune the man offered him and open yeshiva in the man's town, thus turning it into a Torah place. The Chavitz Chaim explained, even though the supporters of Torah are ready to invest and finance yeshiva, the spiritual tone of yeshiva must be set by Torah scholars. Not every place has the elements necessary to forge such an environment. It takes sweat, 
tears, self-sacrifice, and a special type of idealism to make a place into an abode for Torah, not only money. And so it is written by David King Israel, prefer the Torah of your mouth above thousands in gold and silver that comes from Psalms. This verse proves that spiritual wealth is far more valuable than mundane riches. Rav Yossi identifies the author of Psalms as King David to emphasize that the statement regarding Torah being so much more valuable than gold and silver was made by King David himself, who himself enjoyed great wealth. Were a Torah scholar who never tasted luxury to make the statement, it would have had much less impact. And that comes from Ruach Chaim and the Kasaf so far. And when a man departs, he doesn't take any of these things with him. Not only should one study Torah and do good deeds because of their intrinsic worth in the sense that nothing in this world is as valuable, but also because of their eternal quality. Man takes nothing with him besides his Torah and his good deeds. And we talked about how a good name can last forever, God willing, after 120 years, but the materialism never comes with us. We tell, The Medrash teaches in Kohelis Rabbah, man enters the world with closed fists, Symbolic of the ambition to grasp the whole world, but when he leaves, his hands are open as if to say, I leave it all behind. That's what King Solomon meant when he said, as he came out of the womb, naked will he return as he had come, he can salvage nothing from his labor to take with him. And it says, when you walk and when you awake and when you lie down, King David says, your words are a lamp for my feet and life for my path. The Torah illuminates man's path in life, enabling him to proceed to his destination with, with the out. With vigor and surefootedness, excuse me. Whenever a doubt arises, one can consult with the Torah and its scholars in order to ascertain the proper course. Hence, Torah is man's guide in this world, saving him from spiritual detours and mistakes. And when you lie down, it guards you in the grave. When you lie down with your ancestors after death, after 120 years, God willing, the Torah and good deeds you performed in your lifetime will shield you from decay and pain in the grave. That comes from Medrash Shmuel. And I'll speak on your behalf during the resurrection of the dead when man will stand up again and be judged as the good he accomplished. They'll plead on his behalf. And that's Rashi and Kohalas. And this verse says, minus silver, minus gold, says Hashem, Rabbi Yosef and Kisma added this quotation to correct the person who sought to entice him with money. The man had said, I'll give you, etc. Rabbi Yosef therefore told him that it is God who owns all the money and he gives it to whomever he wants. And that comes Medrash Shmuel. Join us next time as we talk about five possessions that God had for himself in the world. And we'll talk about them here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.